your money today, Carolyn Wright has another interview from the Fintech Week event, this time looking at central bank digital currencies, or CBDCs. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. I'm joined again today by Eddie Lau, who's co-CEO of Arta Techfin, to discuss a few recent interesting announcements you've made. Thanks for joining me again, Eddie. Thank you for having me. Now, you were involved in phase one of the Hong Kong Monetary Authority's pilot program looking into a potential e-Hong Kong dollar. Can you tell me a little bit about your findings and how that went? Well, thank you. So we were selected in May and then we submitted our use case and it was announced at the end of October. The use case that we submit is programmable money for programmable investments with hypothetical e-Hong Kong D. Okay, now the the HKMA said it's still looking into how an EHKD can be unique uh, and they're going to do another round of pilots. So how important do you think it is that a CBDC it offers something different to what people are already used to with the monetary system for it to gain popularity? Uh, we think it is a game changer. In what way? In a way that you can manage your money in a different way. So you can finally talk to your money, you can instruct them to do what you like them to do. For example, you can tell your money, hey, look at me, I need my money back in five days, you better give me back in five days. And I'm going to tell you once at the point of order initiations. So now that I put instructions and then I want 5% or more. So the money can understand you, that's programmable money. And the beauty of it is once you tell a programmable money what you want and you instruct them, you instruct them to do what you want them to do, they go do it by themselves. They won't forget. And they won't do it in a different way than what you would ask them to do. In this case, it enables, we call it atomic settlement of funds. Um, atomic means near instant. So these days you have to wait for days for things to confirm. You need to wait for probably, a, you know, Especially for redemption, sometimes can cover up, up can, can go up to seven days. With atomic settlement, you will know about it in a few minutes. So in our pilot, we our standard is thirty minutes to one hour. So that's something that we have achieved. And more importantly, when you conduct transaction, we basically through programmable money in this case, hypothetical EHKD, you can actually um, you know make sure that the other side, your fund manager do whatever you, you like them to do. And your fund manager can also have the confidence that you have the money to settle. So what it does is it lock up your money the moment you place instructions. And then the fund manager go get the fund done, issue the shares to you. In this case, it will be in a tokenized format where it will become a fund token and it will get delivered to you. The moment you get the fund token, the money will be, will be released. The manager will not get the money before they do so. That's why it's safe. So it's a lot quicker, more efficient, and, and, and things Saber. things just don't go go wrong. But one thing I, I think that we may have learned from this is that maybe CBDCs are more seen as a sort of transactional thing rather than something that your, your average everyday person is, is really going to see a, a difference in terms of paying f for a coffee. Mm. Well, that's a good one. In fact, um, that's how people always think. And with programmable money, or when money has a smart contract embedded in it, eventually people will catch up with a new thinking. Hey, money is more than just buying coffee. Money is to get money, and in fact you have money to grow your money. You want to manage your money. You want to make more money. So you want to talk to your money. You want to work with your money. 
that's what programmable money means. So money, the, the role of money moved from being a tool for settlement to basically something you can actively manage. Got it. Now let's move on to something else that happened at FinTech Week. And this is an exciting announcement that you guys made on stage here, yeah? Yeah, we just did and uh, we did it with Chainlink, which is a San Francisco-based company. Um, they are probably the best technology company in the DeFi space. We make an announcement to develop um, cross-chain interoperable regulated tokens. And um, a lot of people ask, what does it mean? Absolutely. Uh, Cross-chain means, you know, I'm sure you guys watch, you know, football. The difference between Man City and Man United, for example. They're two different football teams. So the difference between Solana and Ethereum is similar to Man United and Man City. Man City and Man United, they don't really go to uh, their rivalry. So the Man City friends do not want to buy a, a football shirt from Man, Man United. You probably won't have that rivalry for cross-chain or for chains, but then you still want to stick with your community if you're a Solana person or if you're a Polygon person. So what we do with Chainlink is, is to enable fund token issuance on your chain. So if you want it on Man United, you have it on Man United. If you want it on Man City, you have it on Man City. If you want it on Solana, then you have it on Solana. That's what um, it does. And, and again, um, what's important is you know you're buying something real. We want to protect investors. That's the purpose of regulation. We will be regulated for that reason, for these products. So all these products are subject to relevant regulatory approval. So we, we are going to different regulators to make sure they understand and make sure we fit the standard, we satisfy what they want, but at the same time, we make sure our customers understand they are buying the best products uh, from, from a regulator perspective. And in, in this case, what Chainlink can do is provide a proof of reserve meaning the tokens is linked to a designated custodian or custody account where you can see the asset inside and the process should be continuous. Otherwise, the moment I sell to you, I can take away the asset and then I can bring it back to you later. So the continuity in proof of reserve is something that a technology breakthrough um, enable protection to customers. Now, what would you say that announcements like these um say about the more wide adoption of DeFi and and the development of the DeFi world? Well, for Web3 user or investors, um, they love Web3 investments. They love the experience. They love cryptos. And perhaps this is, there's, a, there's an avenue for them to go into the traditional market. Again, you preserve the benefit of Web3. You still have the Web3 experience. Experience is seamless, as in you have token, you give up your token for another fund token. The fund token is regulated, meaning you're more protected than before. And your money, in this case, can go to a traditional market, invest into US Treasury, for example, where you can earn 5.4%, which is a relatively much higher yield, potentially, in, in than the DeFi market. So you're given more choice, you're given very easy access, you're given a very regulated product. That would change Web3 investor thinking, we think. Uh, and we're seeing a significant demand in that. Oh, interesting. So you are seeing a lot of demand from investors. In fact, all these, all these products are reverse inquiry from, from customers. So they want something, we try to respond to them. And the best way to respond to them is to um, do it with technology. 
and obviously then you have to make sure that a few stakeholders here, their, their customers, their service provider who provide the products, they're also the regulators. And depends on where the client customer is, the regulator will be different, the service provider will be different. So our job is to create consensus among them, create a balance between regulations and user experience. Great. Well, it's fantastic to be able to speak to you at FinTech Week here. That's Eddie Lau, co-CEO of Art of Tech Fin. Thank you.